0: Hello? Oh, hi, Merlin. Good morning, Dan. How are you? Yeah, how are you doing? Way up I'm there. I'm doing very well. You know, I don't have my mute my mute switch hooked up right now, and I feel like I need to clear my throat. Okay. Do you, you're <laughs> the <editor.
1: laughs> Okay, that's done. You're the editor, man. Yeah. You can you I'm not take gonna. any of that I'll out. I'll
0: edit that out. We don't edit for content. No. Are you feeling better? I feel strong. Good. How Good. about you? i'm great enjoy it while you can um, <laughs> i know it only gets worse yeah. yeah
1: yeah what's new
0: in your neck of the woods what's new I've... i mean i've
1: got i don't want to trying to immediately you know uh evade or throw off suspicion to you no. but i uh I, I have a couple things but i'm just i'm just curious how you've been you know I how's, been your, how's your how's your neck of the woods is the neck okay
0: The neck is good. It's, you know, it's 81 degrees. It's a little windy. We've had some rain,
1: No good. Uh, but I feel, you know, I feel good for the
0: flowers. It's so good for the flowers. And they're just sprouting. They're bursting, Mm. bursting out. Mm. Yeah.
1: October's busting out all over. (laughs) We can't afford that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. It was, it's been crazy hot here, but now it's fine. Everything's fine. You know, it's, you know, it's just, it never stops. Everything just keeps going. Yeah, yeah, but that's you get used to it. You think, but you know, it just keeps coming at you. So I can't complain. But I'm, I like it when I like when the weather changes. It's uh, it's strange. I think about the. Do you the, get leaves
0: changing and stuff up there? I mean, they become
1: you know more expensive, but
0: <laughs> yeah, they
1: uh, mm, nothing like there. I was just talking to my excuse me. I was just talking to my wife yesterday about how our kid is growing up in a place. Uh, in a world, in a uh, Weltanschauung that lacks seasons in the usual sense, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, obviously, when you say seasons, it's, we grow up with, this is one of the things, it's like the binary. The way that we grow up with the idea, there are four seasons, and this is one fourth of the year. This one is leaves. You know, this one is snowflake. You know, mm. that kind of elementary school approach. And like that, very few places are really anywhere near that close to actual seasons. It's just that ours are very unusual, yeah. and in some cases, a little inverted. Yes. Famous example is that what America, North America, calls uh, or North the Northern Hemisphere calls summer is pretty cool here. It gets pretty cool and foggy every day, and then what other places think of as autumn, mm. which is you know sort of now getting into you know a, a First Nation summer, sometimes happens and it gets very warm here. Uh, like it's been in the eighties every day, which is crazy for here.
0: And that's yeah, I was going to say that seems highly unusual. I don't think it's no, it is i don't think it's like upset my
1: kid or made him into like a chud or something but, uh, but it is unusual
0: humanoid underground dweller
1: well yeah is i mean that... he also he volunteers a lot i had no idea that that's what it meant you, they don't pronounce the periods no especially as you get older and get hot flashes <laughs> anyway yeah. i mean that's what i read in a book yeah But, you know, you you get what you get and you don't get upset. And I I think that's generally a pretty good approach. I wouldn't always say it that way. That seems a little... If you constantly speak in rhyme, you sound like
0: a wizard. I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess that's true.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm coming up with, uh, with folksy um, sayings in rhyme. And I I think I am turning a little, little bit into a wizard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I said something on a podcast yesterday where I said, if you tell a guy he looks good in a vest, you'll never get a moment's rest. (laughs) So I I think I might, I might have, I think it's called Benjamin Franklin's disease title. Uh. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I can't do that. It's too close to a joke from Veep. That's one of my all-time favorite jokes from Veep.
0: Did you enjoy Veep? You know, I never really watched it, so I can't. It's okay. It's okay. But you I know, think I would you know like um,
1: it. Sam, what's his head? The guy from I Think You Should Leave, the, the amazing black guy from uh, Detroiters, and I Think You Should Leave. He has, plays a character called Richard Splett, who's very funny on that show. And he says that his grandmother had a form of um, rhyming dementia no, known as Lindrome Syndrome. But the way he says it is, when, when <laughs> Granny Split had a form of dementia known as Lindrome Syndrome. Oh, wait, I think I just realized she did she just made that up that's oh. that so I got to be careful you know with vest and rest yeah oh yeah but I like it because it's a it's a chime rhyme as opposed to the dreaded slant rhyme and uh, I can live with that mm-hmm. but it's cooling off and it's going to be in the 60s this week finally right yeah but what I was thinking was I just like the change yesterday it rained a little bit and that's nice we're talking about weather and that's excruciating
0: now I think most people enjoy Hearing other people talk about weather, especially in their if it's not where they live, they like, like hearing what other people yeah.
1: think about their own <laughs> weather.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I remember a long time ago on, um, when it used to be Twitter, that a buddy of mine said, You know, it's raining. That was his mm. tweet, it's, it's raining. Mm-hmm. That's, and,
1: that's a classic, like,
0: what, 2007, yeah, tw- that's tw- about tw- tw- the, the time period. And you know, like, it's, people would, would, you know, like, people would tweet something. Whoa, this game exclamation point. Oh, you see you hate that. I do. It but well, hate's a strong word, but I don't like it. Well, it works out. I feel like it's one of those, well, if you know, you know. And like it's that true, not do though. But that doesn't help anyone, Merlin. Don't be that yeah, don't but do that.
1: I understand that but I anyone. don't do that or believe that. Uh well, that is too we don't have time today to get into that. But uh yeah. Yeah. I'm I um uh, you know, uh, it's going to like take a penny and leave a penny. Like, gather do you, all the Do you context. ever
0: leave it? Be honest with me. Do you ever leave one?
1: I left probably 80 cents yesterday.
0: First time? To do
1: what? To leave go one. Go to a 7-Eleven? Yeah, to leave a penny. No, I do it, I do it all the time. I don't, I, you think I want to go to battle with loose change in my pocket? I <laughs> got you know, to answer for the Coca-Cola Corporation.
0: <laughs> yeah. You probably said company. So what font are you said. using in your text editor these days?
1: Oh, that's interesting. You should say that. Did you see? Did you see the thing I added to notes?
0: No, I, 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 uh, I didn't. Let me look right now. I, uh, I asked because I've changed mine recently. And oh, I, I would curious. be happy to talk about that. That's yeah.
1: really excruciating. What temperature <laughs> is it there? Uh, I, um, I, I, I like uh, inconsolata, semi-condensed twenty usually. Usually, uh, let me go check right now. Um, let me go look at my, uh, go look at my thing um What are, actually? This one, the one, my one in NvL right now. I like the yeah, Inconsolata in semi condensed, and then Inconsolata
0: is a, a, a very very nice. It's, it's, it's been very, around it's for a long time, and not in a bad way. It's like it's, no, it's no, no, good no no no. It's it's, OG. I mean, it's also,
1: I mean, I don't know. It's is this is such a admittedly very. um Personal is the wrong word for it. It's, it's, we each have our own strong feelings about this. And like, unlike so many things where we each have very strong, I think that's totally okay. Yeah, you're and all it's, right. And it's okay it. for that opinion to change 40 times a day. It's, you're not harming anybody by having a strong opinion. You don't need to browbeat other people about it. But I think a, a you know, a, a less hectoring tone to take with people might be to say, well, you know, there's, uh, there's absolutely no, almost, there's very little chance of harm from you enjoying a different font than someone else, a typeface. Yeah. It's one of the things, you don't have to feel bad about that. No. Like, you know? I don't know, it's, it's weird. If it, it, you just start hearing the voice of the internet in your head and you turn into a weirdo. But, yeah, Consolata is good. If I'm stuck with the basic options, I'll usually pick Menlo. Uh, but um, of course, I just make it a lot bigger than I used to. It just admit, it's more comfortable to me on every platform to have it really big. Uh, I like a slashed zero mm-hmm instead of a dot either one's fine but yeah. like I, I do want there to be like a very uh, clear difference and just because of the nature of the stuff that i like to type uh i keep everything in a monospaced font um and then then i have a separate sort of if you like prettier font for previews uh in all my apps uh and you know i got a whole bunch of style sheets for that <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, and I'm not a developer, I just, it's just sensible for me to like, given, I, I guess I guess if you look at it from a grand, infinite timeline, historical perspective, I'm much closer to, to, the, to the normal human eye, I am closer to a computer programmer than I am to say Rene Descartes.
0: Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. in
1: terms of like, I, I type on a, my home computer, my powerful home computer, right. and it, it looks like I'm programming, but I'm, I'm typing the same way anybody else would have written with a fancy quill. Um, it's just that because of that workflow, it makes sense for me to adopt uh, a lot of the best practices of people who do computer trades
0: for a living. Yeah. No, it makes I mean, no one's, no one's complaining about that. I don't think.
1: Right. So if we run out of things to talk
0: about, I, I am playing with a new app that I love. And what do you, tell me what you like, please. Oh, you know, for the longest time I've been, I mean, and I mean years, I've been using a wonderful font. I'll put it in the show notes. It's called, uh, Mono Lisa. Mono Lisa.
1: One of the greats. It's up um, there with IBM Plex and, you know, it's,
0: it's, it, that, that's a wonderful font. And my journey, my journey was actually from IBM Plex to Mono Lisa. And I have like, I, I actually like bought Mono Lisa cause I was using it and I felt like, I did know, too. And I really, really like that one, but um, on, I don't want to put the link the, the one that I'm using now is I actually, this was a font that I'd installed a long time ago and I used it for a little bit. And I think I just went back to Fauna Lisa. Uh, But it's a font that like everybody apparently uses. It's called JetBrains Mono. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, I had it and I'd used it a little bit, but for whatever reason, I think I just went a different direction, but I've been using it now and I really, I really like it. I like that it has, it, it feels a little, compared to Mono Lisa, it feels a little aristocratic. It feels a little mm-hmm. highbrow. Mm. And uh, what I find to be very important is uh, when I use VS Code these days. I think mm-hmm. everyone, everyone does, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a goodie. When you go in there and you set your font in the settings, you know, there are different variations of... This font, So you don't just put in JetBrains mono, there's, you know, there's light, there's extra light, there's everything else. And I find that on a retina type screen, which is pretty much every, every screen that I have nowadays, I guess, uh, that the regular version is, it looks bold, it looks too fat, it looks too chubby.
1: I, I totally agree with you where- I went all the, the way to extra doing,
0: light. So I'm doing- Oh, extra jet, light. Yes, yeah, yeah. JetBrains Mono feel Extra like, Light. See,
1: I, f- I feel like both ends of the spectrum are more pronounced on retina. I feel like everything above regular, like you know, medium and higher in a lot of typefaces feels too heavy. Yeah. And everything below medium feels too slight. And now this is, yeah, I know what you mean, but this is- but I, I don't want to say- It all depends on, the,
0: on, the, on the, high, or the, um, the type size that you I'm enjoy. I'm not doing extra it. light- on all fonts, I don't. I don't want to mislead our audience on text fonts. Like it's, for no, it's only with this particular font. There is no mm. standard. <laughs> I do this with all the font. No, no. Yeah. No, well, no, that would be weird.
1: Yeah, if you did like like super super light condensed future everywhere, mm. that would be very upsetting. That would be weird, right? I would hate that. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. that's too special. Yeah, that's like spilling your seed. Right. I mean, like you don't don't waste it. No. Yeah. Thou shalt not. Yeah. This, this line, you shall not. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's, that's good. Um, yeah. It doesn't harm anybody. That's where I'm at. That's, that's a nice place to be. You know, you know where you are and that's, that's more than a lot of people can say. Yeah. It's important. I guess so. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. This is, this is a thought that's way too young to, to go out on its own yet. But yeah, it's it's really just some kind of a concept that I'm thinking a lot about, which is kind of like thinking a lot about um, the self-admonishments that we put on ourselves, mm. mm. This I put on myself. I know, I mean, this is something I've talked about with a lot of different people. The, the most, most uh, at length and frequently with Alex Cox talking about what we call the chicken problem, which is this thing where you start becoming the, you're the hectoring voice in your own head. You become the voice of the worst person you can imagine on the internet. You Pre-self censor yourself at everything. You never allow yourself to talk about your life because of your privilege, and I, I don't mean this. I don't mean it in the sense of. well, see. I'm already having to explain it. I'm fail. I'm falling to the chicken problem by explaining the chicken problem. Which is why would I need to explain why that's a problem? Everybody knows that's a problem. Mm. Everybody knows the degree to which we have to privately groom ourselves and then publicly preen, mm. and and do it in a way that we hope won't make other people dislike us and it's so toxic it's so toxic and
0: can we can like, you provide me with an example of exactly sure. what you're talking about
1: i mean a, a really medium medium to large example for me is the whole concept of trauma where like i would until the last year or so i would never in a million years have the temerity to say that i had experienced any kind of trauma right I mean, I wasn't living in Europe in the 40s. How dare I say that mm-hmm. I've had trauma?
0: dude? It, it's so funny that you used that example. I was talking to a friend and they were saying, oh, you know, trauma and trauma. And like they were using the word trauma the way that I, I don't know what an equivalent version of that would be for me as a like Gen X guy. Mm-hmm. But to me trauma and my example was like trauma would be going through world war two yeah trauma would be, trauma like, be what
1: just happened in gaza city
0: yes that's a trauma and like trauma is it, the well, modern were, were you
1: inconvenienced to chick-fil-a like oh poor, poor baby right, right. and
0: then and, and and like if you went to the doctor and you said well i i have a bruise here and the, the doctor would say oh you know you you had your arm has experienced some trauma to, and that's why there's bruising. Like they use that term medically. So I've had to like r- update the way that I think of the term trauma mm-hmm. and how it's used because yeah, yeah, yeah. to me trauma is like that's what other thing, people
1: get that ruins their life. It's like, not what I. It's like I don't want you to think that. Yeah, it, it doesn't. It really feels like you are stealing valor. You're getting right. over your skis existentially, right? To uh, be willing to apply that term to yourself yeah uh, like of course the rest of the world and this is this is canonically the chicken problem you can hear the rest of the world in your head going well you seem okay except for how you think you have trauma right you don't seem traumatized
0: no and like how, how me, could trauma you, how could has you to be, be like big a, like trauma yeah, yeah if i'm yeah. going to use that word trauma is going to be absolutely it has to be someone pitiful life-changing
1: life-changing well, it if helps if they are pitiful it helps because then we're allowed right. to look at it and go oh my gosh you know, oh, you're the the things that have happened to you, oh, oh, oh. And, but having read that book, The Body Keeps the Score, a year or two ago, uh, it's it's been transformative for me. And, you know, not, not something I need to talk about every place, every day, but, and not just for myself, it's something that's helped me understand other people a lot better. It's helped me scratch past however ugly, calloused, or, you know, Mm-hmm. scarred the top surfaces, it's helped me understand a little bit more about what lies underneath for a lot of us yeah, and why people are motivated in the way that they are. And so when I say something in the document, like if you're not sure why somebody did something, so you don't, if you don't under- think you don't understand why someone did something, understand that it's always, almost always because of fear, money or both. Mm-hmm. And that is really ultimately about trauma. I can't, because, because honestly, we, because of money, well, because something happened with money, maybe when they were little or previously in life. Trauma is also a thing that then makes one area much more susceptible to re-injury. It also makes you touchy about that area. Mm-hmm. So that, and I think money is a, is a pretty big one of those. Um, you know, things like the sort of shame that one feels being perhaps in like, I don't know, say like a conservative religious community that you don't, you were never allowed to just opt in on and like you're constantly being judged. One that's come up a lot for me as I try to normalize toward the mean with trauma as a topic is the way that just the whole way that people our age that I knew were raised, it was just a constant hectoring practically, I mean, to talk about trauma, the way that when we were coming up, and I'm not, again, it's different for everybody, but we were just constantly being told what we did wrong all the time. And we thought that that was a form of love. And if that didn't traumatize you a little bit from time to time, I think it's worth looking at. Because it probably did. The way that you would be just a sweet little kid doing your goddamn very best every single day, having the same kind of private pain that everybody else in this world has, and then to constantly be told you're doing it wrong. This is before you even get to bullies. I mean, it it was a tough environment, but it's also an environment where that treatment of children was considered a form of love and a necessity. And it's one reason I tend to push back a lot these days against people who think they need to insert themselves into every cubic inch of their kid's life and tell them what they're doing wrong or should be doing differently. You're absolutely not helping. And the thing is, you've almost never been helping. But because you you know your old man would be very disappointed if you weren't also an asshole, you do it anyway and you think that's love. (laughs) Uh And you can't just come straight at people with that because it's a lot. But... That's, you are causing, I mean, I know it's somewhat controversial if, I'll be a very interesting idea, generational trauma, that's way beyond the scope of what I'm talking about here. Right. What I'm talking about is, just here's a basic one. My dad hit me and I turned out fine. It's like, mm, yeah, yes and no. Well, yeah, your dad did hit you, but no, you did not turn out fine. And you know, how <laughs> I know you didn't turn out fine, it's because you think hitting, hitting a child makes them turn out fine. And now you're going to revisit that on somebody else because you think it's your obligation. I don't know, it's one of those things like, you know, like female castration or something. We were like, ugh, I mean, I realize, kind or of, for that matter, forgive my sin, cutting the ends off the roast. It's oh one of those goodness. things where you're like, we just keep repeating this because it's something we've always done. And it's, you know, um, counter-revolutionary for you to have some fancy ideas about whether the, 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 the terrible treatment of people we claim to love is anything but a necessary state uh, necessary uh, task that we've been set with. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, everybody's trauma is different, but like, you know, the and it's it's not something I, I like talking about a lot because for the exact reason I didn't like talking about it at all, which is like, hey, everybody, everybody look at me. Ugh, especially if it's something one feels vulnerable about, but we all have it. And we have it in ways that sometimes those little dings in your pain are so small, you don't notice it at the time. But boy, have we all ever got it. And the and like never examining it is not. I mean, it's certainly an option. It's been an option for generations to just ignore trauma. Um, you know, oh, we're, we're that. We're, I, you know, I'm that flinty type of person that's never complained about anything. Well, you know, good for you. you I'm, I'm sure you're a very loving mom. But you know, <laughs> the the what we end up with is uh, anyway. I don't know. It's it's too much to get into. But that's that's my thought on that. I like in, in semi condensed twenty. I, it's not only that one no you know
0: like do you use a different font within your different applications i General, generally not i do and yeah. only because like i'm has to be real different and for real different reasons well i mean like it would terminal, be like for
1: quotes or for, uh, yeah, yeah yeah right terminal yeah
0: right so like in terminal hold on i'm checking to see which one i use here check okay in terminal, and by the way, I'm like I'm not an idiot. What do I, I type never... to find that out? I don't want to have to open my thing. I mean, I use iTerm. No, no, no. But what's what's the command? Well, oh, do I just open my profile for terminal? I mean, in iTerm. I mean, how do I find out what font I'm using? I'm pretty sure it's in preferences. It's in preferences oh, and they sure. have the little... okay,
1: That makes it a good deal easier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Aha. Um, uh... I use SF Mono Regular 13 point. Oh,
1: I love the SF family.
0: But okay, I have in only... Consolata
1: Semi Condensed Regular 18.
0: There you go. I only use that in terminal and it's, it, I don't know why I have to, it has to be different, but in, in my editor, I'm using, uh, like I said, JetBrains Mono Extra Light. I think I'm at 15, oh, there's 16. There's all kinds of reasons that's sensible.
1: I mean, at least, you know, when you're in different places, I used to have a thing I would do where, when I was in doing, developing an app, Uh, in CSS, I think I've told you this, but in CSS, I was such a dummy, and still am, that I would, if it was a production versus staging, Hmm. you know, if it was the live server, it would be what the page looked like. And if it was anywhere that wasn't the production server, there would be an extra line of CSS that caused like a half-inch red band to appear at the top of the page. Oh. So if I was looking at this versus that, and maybe y'all don't need that, but that kind of thing helps me a lot to, to know that when I'm seeing this, this is, you know, sort of where I am. And I think the fonts could be a visual cue for that as well, especially in this age of low contrast Mac Windows. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know who I have to blow to get higher contrast between windows, but it's crazy to me. It's one reason I just don't use dark mode on a Mac. Yeah. It's because it just it all uh, already light mode is regular mode is bad enough, but in dark mode, I mean, I don't know. It looks like a planetarium broadcasting a, a movie of a planetarium. I can't tell anything from anything. Anyway. Change is good. Hello, Dan. Are you there?
0: I'm just chilling, oh. changing, changing in a good way. I hmm. got hmm. um, my birthday coming up. Yeah. want you get me anything good?
1: No. Oh. No. No. See, this is another thing. You know, it's related to to, to to that. This this is the trauma project. Yeah. It's adjacent to that project. Okay. Off to the side. Back, I, I got to quit apologizing for stuff I'm not really sorry for. I don't want you to apologize anyway. Yeah, I just
0: don't care about birthdays. I
1: think it's weird how we celebrate birthdays.
0: and Comm- Commemorating I, an important event in your own life?
1: Uh, being compelled by other people to, to, to muster a, a, a non-existent level of care in a given day of the year. Yeah, I, I, I'm okay to just bounce on that
0: one. How about Halloween? You don't
1: celebrate your kid's birthday, though? Sure I do. I'm not allowed to care about what I care about. Oh. How many people have become great and happy and well-rounded people by doing what dumb people demanded they do from a distance? Oh, it turned out great for me. I've been eating cigarette butts as long as I can remember. Nobody's killed me yet. I must love Jesus. Oh, wow. That's how the simple talk. <laughs> yeah. They call it tickle, TCL. Simple talk. What? Anyway, uh, happy birthday. Thank you. I, I, uh, I get confused because October is a blessed month. It's, everything happens in October. It's my kid's, my wife's birthday. Kid's birthday, wife's birthday. It's when we adopted the lizard. Oh. Uh, it's when a lot of things happened.
0: Dr. Emilio Lizardo. That, are you drunk? No.
1: Dr. Um, Dr. Um, Emilio
0: Lizardo. Okay.
1: That sounds a little bit like something from Indiana Jones or something. <laughs> no, I don't. Is it Spider-Man? What is no, that? No, no. It's Buckaroo Banzai. Oh. Oh, you know, I've never seen that all the way through. Oh,
0: I loved that movie when I was a kid. I
1: know you do. Everybody loves that movie. Still I, I like Jeff,
0: Jeff, uh, Jeff Goldblum. 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 Blum. Uh, so, happy birthday? Thank you.
1: Are you going to throw yourself big bash? You can go to Dave and Buster's? get some wangs
0: no, no no not this year just a little no. just a dinner just a dinner are you gonna, gonna go out wilding no <laughs> you and your boys no the dangerous nights crew yeah
1: no. Slop, <laughs> sloppy steaks speaking of
0: chicken spaghetti at
1: um, Chicolinis.
0: you know how how i i think i told you about this itty, on the show bitty jeans. is that my son and i will go through different we will do Fran, the way that we watch movies now, we almost never just watch a one-off film. We, we're, we're doing franchises. We do franchises.
1: Mm-hmm. So we'll pick up. That's going to lead you into a lot of good content.
0: Well, you know, we did it. We did it with. I um, know. I understand. You know, you did uh, it. You told me this later. Mission, Mission did, Impossible, um... you know, yeah. The Bourne. We did it with Star no. Trek. We did it with Star Wars. Did you, you, did you watch the new one? the new mission
1: impossible no yeah. it's
0: in my it's in my queue right now actually it's is it amazing
1: i went into it so ready to love it and the whole family by 40 minutes and the whole family was like wait a minute and then we went oh part one that's it
0: uh, there's
1: a lot of cornstarch in that movie oh yeah it's no rogue protocol so <laughs> well, you go th- you go through franchises so and we'll you go pick a franchise and we'll do it and so right, the latest right. the
0: latest franchise that he wanted to do alien Mm-hmm. So we go back, we watch Alien
1: That's, uh, that's then we do I Aliens. know that it is a franchise in the Hollywood sense, but it's a very unconventional series in yeah, the usual sense. I agree. First three movies are three totally different kinds of movies with it three really totally different directors, great different directors Different feelings, yes! different everything The yes! only,
0: so, It's got Charles Dance So we watched Everybody Alien Everybody loves Charles Dance Then we watch Aliens mm-hmm. It's a bug hunt, game over man and a lot of those lines were ad-libbed. I did not know. By Paxton Pullman? Yes. That's cool. And so then we went and- uh, I didn't know that either. I know. And and we skipped three, Alien 3 and Alien mm-hmm. Resurrection and went directly to Prometheus <laughs> and Covenant. Okay. I really like those movies. I not have as not much seen anything after ones. three.
1: three, three is, uh, one, two, three is all I've seen. I haven't seen anything after that.
0: I don't really consider three and four to be that- great i just kind of like we'll watch them but then you're talking about fincher's prison three yeah huh. Huh. and so we do three we did you know we did uh alien aliens and then we went right to covenant and prometheus and <laughs> then i was talking to a buddy of mine and he's like well you've got to watch alien versus predator one and two i said i thought they were horrible mm. he's like oh they're is horrible that is such a strong word he's like he's like they are horrible and i mm. said yeah and he's like but you still need to see him for completion purposes. And I yeah, said, all right. Okay. So that meant that we needed to watch Predator mm. so that he could get up to is he speed. doing with his homework? Predator, yeah. No. Okay. He's not canceling anything important to watch Predator, is he? We, we, we already, yes, he did, and we watched it already. Okay. And it was, you know, I understand <laughs> watching it now why I loved it so much when it came out. Which one? predator just the first alien,
1: alien oh i've never seen that alien Ver- okay i'm sorry i missed not misspoke. the
0: verses, just predator okay. as a okay Pre- as predators a in like an
1: 80s movie with an alien in
0: it right yeah okay and there's Is that schwarzenegger yeah okay. and um it's also got uh, carl weathers in it
1: um he's also you you know him as carl weathers he's also carl weathers on arrested development that's right now you got a stew going
0: he's a good he's a good uh we watched every trailer actor. for
1: the first five rocky movies because we'd watched a Sylvester Stallone movie, and I was like, "Kid, you got to see the, at least the trailers for these Rocky movies." As always, trailers from before the 2000s almost never do much of a. They don't do a lot of favors for the movie. Yeah, they're always so long. They're so slow, or they're just, they're just, they're just a little too cute in the 90s. But uh, yeah, you can see the journey of Coral Weathers through those five movie trailers, <laughs> and then you meet meet the meet the Russian guy. But I had to say, I was saying to my kid, I was like doing the rapid fire, kinda of like the way you and I talk, where I talk really fast. And I was like, we gotta understand the first one, then he comes back. And the first one after he wins by decision, and then they come back, and then the second one you see he's kinda have a rematch. And, and this time he actually does beat Apollo Creed, no spoilers. But then we get the third one, and that one's got Mr. T. And then Mr. T was everywhere. And and then you get the one where he's gotta fight the Russian guy, and then you know, Carl Weathers has been killed, and now Mickey is dead, you gotta eat lightning and crap thunder. And he kind of looks at me like Liza Gog and like, "Wow, this is a lot for me to process." (laughs) I was like, "Mr. T was everywhere in 1982."
0: Yeah, Yeah. remember how big Mr. T was? Yeah, he was everywhere. He was everything. The gold chains. America was fascinated. He did it. Was his way
1: of? I mean, he. But but like, it's so weird. Rocky would him. Rocky win. I mean, they're both actors. But anyway, he. uh, Yeah, he was. He was suddenly everywhere. America was fascinated with Mr. T.
0: Yeah, sure he was on tremendous. everything. He had a lot of endorsements, as I recall. I think so. He got the A team pretty fast. I felt like the A team was such an important show in my childhood. Mm. There was so much. George Papard was my father. Yes. <laughs> that would be funny if that was true. Oh, my God. It, isn't it, yeah. Is it not true? I don't know who my father is. I have a song about it, though. <laughs> he was great in that. And. And you know how they got how in the intro to that they have the Cylon walking by while face is looking at it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Cylon. Silent walking by, because it's, it's a reference to him being in Battlestar Galactica. He, had, he drove a Viper, George Papard. That's right. Papa, Pappard.
1: Papard, Papa. Papa Pappard. No, it was, uh, what's his name? Chase Utley. No, what's his name? It's uh, Roger <laughs> yeah, Deakins. Yes, yeah, it's Chase Utley. What's his, what's his name? Is he with the Colts? What's <laughs> the guy's name? Come on. The guy, the guy, uh, Dirk Benedict.
0: <laughs> yes, Dirk Benedict played face. He played Trapper, also, John. Yeah, yes. Trapper John. Yeah, Trapper John. Let me get it straight.
1: Let me get it straight. You got Gage and DeSoto. Yeah. One Adam 12, one Adam 12, see the man. Um, <laughs> it's really there's so many shows with two men. <laughs> They're a lot so of men, they a love lot each of... other very much. Yeah. Oh, Mr. T of Memory Serves. Dan, I, I think Mr. T his character which I think was uh, B A Barack. B A Barracks. Which I have to imagine is short for supposed to be short for badass. Ba- badass, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. He, but that ba- that particular and listen, trauma. You know, it's not yeah. just a river in Egypt. No. I understand he didn't like to fly on airplanes. Yeah, no, that's right. He didn't. When they have to give him drugs, um, didn't they? Didn't they do something? I feel like they would like a handful of episodes where he was on a plane.
0: Didn't they have to like like feed him drugs? Yeah, so he's got to wait, wait for the kick. Think that that might be accurate. I remember him just not wanting to fly, but I didn't know they had to give him drugs to do it. I, I, I guess I not it, it
1: was a different time. I mean you go pop you up any random episode of Quincy and you're going to remember so much stuff you did not remember about the late. Do
0: summer. you remember his name in um in uh not A team in Rocky Squirrely Rossington? Clubber Lang. <laughs> <laughs> huh. yeah. That's kind of gay. <laughs> it wasn't back then though, was it?
1: I, I don't know. I, I I As far as I know, mostly like girls at the time. This is my friend Clubber. His name is Clubber Lang and I love him very much. Yeah. He's scared of flying though. So shh, keep your voice down. Yeah. He's like a Pokemon.
0: It's weird though how back in those times, yeah. this sort of the zeitgeist was very singular compared to the way that things are now in that... In, oh, that, in a million ways. Yeah, because like if... Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if yeah. It, it wasn't just like one person knew who Mr. T was in your class. Everybody knew who Mr. T was. Everyone, adults, kids, old, young, male, SNL, female, and I, everywhere I, I, I'm else.
1: such an old man. I'm like, well, I, you know, I'm just so tired of all these people with ridiculous names. You know, I'm 50, what, seven this month, so I'm, I'm allowed. I'm allowed to be crotchety about this. I didn't understand what a bad bunny was. He seems very charming. I didn't know he was a Spanish-speaking rapper. Um, I don't know who any of these people are. Their names are so silly, and they don't use capitalization correctly. And that's a bozo bit for me. But, you know, it's, it's just that there's so much, you know, this, we've talked about this so many times. But, I no, just for what it's worth, I totally agree with you. There, for, for reasons, all kinds of reasons, everybody knew about the same stuff. And also, people knew about stuff, on the one hand, a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. Like right now, like there's this meme-ish sorts of things that happen, but I don't know. It's crazy to me that something like, uh, what was the example I was going to give? Like there's, there's like something like The Night Manager comes out, which is probably, if you take it pound for pound, it's a series, but it, it's one of the great movies in a lot of ways, but stuff like comes out and then it's gone and nobody talks about it anymore. Yeah. And, and something would be on, you know, Netflix briefly And then you just, like, think about all the effort that Wes Anderson put into those four short movies, Wes Anderson and and his team and cast. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, no, I don't hear anybody talking about those things. I mean, the the whole, like, Netflix, how, what's involved in creating the penultimate season of, like, I haven't watched Stranger Things in years, but but I know people enjoy it. I know it's a blockbuster. Think about all the effort that goes in. Now, now that might be an exception that proves the rule because people do keep watching it. It's amazing the stuff that gets put out like when's the last time you sat out and watched everything but season one of Friday Night Lights or season two of Friday Night Lights? Right. Like Friday Night Lights was so freaking good. We were just watching, um, you know, uh, the Midnight Mask guy, his new show. Uh, oh, how, Fall of the House of Usher. Mm-hmm.
0: And like, it's is just is that good? Sp- I just, I just was gonna start that.
1: I mean, like all of his stuff, it falls apart a little bit toward the end, but okay. it's a hell of a ride. It's all got right. Tim Saracen. Not Tim Saracen. Um, oh God, I said his name wrong. Uh, you know the guy from Friday Night Lights. He's in it uh you know the kid oh yeah the kid yeah the kid is in it who else is in it lots of people are in it uh oh carla Gugino is in it i chihuahua she's amazing in this <laughs> um anyways but no you're right it's uh or something take something like catchphrase like where's the beef yes yeah i mean it sure helped that that commercial was on constantly and you you know when you where's the beef it was the first time you saw it like the fedex guy or or like the Stella Dora breadsticks. The first time you see it, you're like, this is the funniest, weirdest thing I've, you know, uh, the, the, the FedEx guy who also did, was it Metal Machines, Machine Maniacs? What was his Fast Talking commercial?
0: Remember that oh, guy? Oh, Micro Machines. Micro Machines, yeah. That, that one, yeah, John, yeah, yeah.
1: What is, whatever that guy's name was, that wonderful actor. But like, you know, and you'd be sick of the ad an Ancient Chinese Secret, but like everybody had exposure to the same stuff. Then this is back in the day, I, I don't know if they called it a four quadrant film at the time, but Wait, what
0: does that mean, four quadrant film?
1: Uh, I, it's my understanding that a four quadrant film is something that's designed to be, have, if it, it could have a different appeal. Well, how can I put this? It's a film that appeals to the four major audiences that need to be addressed by Hollywood. And it's something like this age people, that age people. You know, it's, it's, it's like grandma and baby can both enjoy this movie. And, the, but that's most entertainment excluding the sort of independent entertainment, but blockbuster entertainment in the 80s in particular really tended to hew to that four-quadrant attitude. Think about this. Think about, well, there's gonna be a, like a movie on. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I say, it's the Thursday night movie or whatever, and I don't mean the one, no, not Thursday. What was the Columbo one? Was that Sunday? But you'd have like a movie of the week, and it's a movie, and it was always like, movie? 1965 comma drama and it was just some generic movie where a bunch of adults wandered around you're like uh, this is uh." but it was a movie everybody could watch there was no evisceration there was no you know getting pounded in it (laughs) like it was a movie that you could show to lots of different people and i mean think about a movie like i love the pink panther movies when i was a kid that's kind of a four quadrant movie yeah and like now today people are pretty fearless about making something on the one hand, for a specific audience, but also then abstracting enough that it can be huge in China because it needs to be huge in China now. Financially, yeah. you need to make a movie that's going to do well in China because we ain't cutting it here anymore.
0: You know what's interesting about that? If you want to, that that is one hundred percent true, and you can see that not just in the film industry, but you can also see it in technology and a lot of the stuff that, like Apple. We talk about Apple like a lot. Like form factor stuff. Yeah, form factor, and which mm-hmm. which. You know, people say, why don't they make them this size anymore? Well, because China likes them in this size. Well, mm-hmm. okay, well, who cares what China likes? Well, and we can charge, we can charge companies, do we can charge
1: this much for the small one in America where everybody goes, that one's too big? And we can charge this much more in China for the right. big one, and those people will pay more. Now, let's think, now let's ask ourselves whether that's a dumb idea right exactly they wanted and to look like a cafeteria tray over there one of the movies with their that, everything app right I mean you've got to do all your stuff on this one app oh, your, yeah. you know, your, your voice is your passport
0: uh, heck yeah and one of the things that you one of the movies that you really like Arrival um, mm-hmm. there is a whole sequence in there toward the oh, end I of love the movie that actor. With, without spoiling anything that <laughs> involves China and that, I remember that actor, that actor always plays the head Chinese. I guy. know he's the head Chinese. This, it, it's like the way that
1: the guy from Parks and Rec always plays the um, oh shoot, what's <laughs> the guy's name? The guy who who played uh, John Redcorn on King of the Hill, that wonderful uh, Native American actor. It's like we've only we've only got spots for like one guy. Mm-hmm. This is the diplomat Chinese man who actually looks a lot like she in a way that's a little upsetting to me. <laughs> that guy's great. Remember with the phone number? You
0: yes, that? yes. Oh, I love and, that movie. And so. You know, this is a thing that, you know, I remember reading an article afterwards saying that that was not just to make it interesting. Which? The the fact that they had, I don't wanna give away the plot. Are talking about arrival? Yeah. Denis Villeneuve
1: decided to do that as a nod to China? Yes,
0: that's Hmm. what I have, I have read that. I wrote it down and read it. No, I actually read that and oh well, in that case well, what could i possibly say against it yeah. huh okay interesting though right i mean what what it is what but
1: like I, I i buy that a ton more for something like mission impossible mm-hmm. or mm. like a, i don't know i just it makes a ton more sense like like we we watched rewatched one of our favorite movies last night which is pacific rim a movie that should be hailed. that's the
0: giant robots right yeah the kaijus and yeah the that's a yeah. fun movie
1: Well, it should, as per my latest Letterbox review, it should be hailed as one of the greatest movies in the last 25 years. It's, It's criminal to me that that movie is not better appreciated. It's just visually stunning. The the effects in it are tremendous, and it's just such a triple-dip cream dream for Del Toro, who, you know, if you follow him at all in the real world, he really loves movie monsters. He loves universal monsters. He loves, you know, Gujira monsters. He loves them all. He loves monsters. God, go look at Pan's Labyrinth, but not with your kids. Um, But that is a movie that I bet could translate pretty darn well to China, and I don't mind it a bit you know, because what what does that mean when we say it appeals to people in China? Let's not be simple about this. Part of it is that like it, I don't know, I bet it needs to translate pretty well. Mm -hmm. I bet it needs to have a sort of sort of action. Like, what does that mean to you when you hear that?
0: That means that big stars probably, right? Yeah. Big stars. I I mean, honestly, I, I think it has to include the big star factor. I think it has to be something that to them is gonna resonate. I don't know if that means product placement. I don't know if there's subtle But it doesn't sort of need to have a story that will travel well. Like yeah. it needs to not be something that's, it's okay
1: for it to be intensely specific as long as it's a kind of intentional specificity that also will make sense there. I mean, you could say something like, well, it can't include stuff like how Congress can not elect a speaker of the house. We're like, yeah, but we could do that if it's done in a way that, that everybody could understand it's a universal thing that governments are hard to run mm-hmm. we can do that it's just i don't know sometimes it's been sort of not quite racist but at least a little bit like mm-hmm, you know how it is now movies have to be dumb because they're for chinese people i feel like it's sometimes the way people put it mm-hmm. i don't think it's it's that it's just that you can't have stuff that is overly tuned if you want something to go big it's got to have an appeal to a lot of different people, and it can't require a level of, of buy-in, or culture, what's the word I'm looking for? Cult, it can not have too much cultural baggage. Like, you right. know what? There probably is not gonna be a Chinese guy in it who's like the super bad guy. Right. It, it might not play at all over there. Yeah. And n- none of this is, is bad in general, it's just that once you do become aware of it, I feel, at least once I became, I'll speak for myself, once I became aware of this phenomenon of it needs to play big in China, Mm -hmm. I started to feel like I had a little bit more understanding about how or why very, very, very big, especially like summer blockbusters are made the way they are. Because they have to appeal to
0: that audience
1: too. Yes, but if there's things where I would go like, hmm, that was, like when I I rewatched Tenet, well, part of Tenet, again, I watched an ama- I've watched i been watching an amazing series of videos about Christopher Nolan movies last night, and I've been talking way too much about Christopher Nolan movies just in general lately, but, you know, his movies are unusual and specific and difficult in a very Christopher Nolan way. I don't think he's doing that to, quote, make them big in China. With that said, there are some sorts of... I'm thinking of things like, I'm gonna, let me guess, something like Expendables 4, which I haven't seen, (laughs) Equalizer 3, these kinds of like action movies. I'll bet there's times when you go in, if you're the sort of person that sees a movie like that, (laughs) Hakuna Matata, but you know, that's not my kind of thing. I'm not gonna watch like Adam Driver run around and chase dinosaurs in a movie. That's that. That's one right there. Why did they put? It sounds terrible. Wasn't it like it was a it was a naked cash grab from a boy, which is fine. And then it sat on the shelf for a couple years. It did come out, and everybody's like, "What in the hell is this?" Isn't that one?
0: I'm gonna just guess. I'm gonna bet that's
1: one that felt like it could have been playing big in China.
0: Yeah, maybe. I mean, that movie in particular, I think it's interesting that you mentioned that one because I'd never heard of this thing. All of a sudden, it comes out, and you're like, "Dude, the guy is in." Like Adam Driver is pretty big name like he's done a lot of cool greatest things, SNL so. host ever
1: Abraham Parnassus <laughs> have you ever seen that sketch <laughs> no oh you're gonna watch a video with me right after all this right. you're gonna watch watch a video with me all right all right but yeah no 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 but like and again I I really honestly I do hope if I am unintentionally being saying things that are hurtful I apologize I don't mean to I don't you know, mean this nah, as you don't, as don't really like, care you don't care uh, well you know the problem with the movies you see one of their movies you'll see another one an hour later
0: <laughs> who will you get who this will guy over pick here? pick that we got one no soup. up. Who will pick that one up? Oh boy, I sure. think everybody who
1: loved Don Rickles. Yeah, Don you know Rickles. what I'm saying? Hockey puck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put a skate on your head and skate. Are you, there <laughs> you, <there> you, <laughs> the greatest. What well, was the greatest. Going the greatest Don Rickles line. Hey, why don't you? Hey, dummy, why don't you put a skate on your head and skate? <laughs> he used to say the oddest <laughs> things. So da da. Yeah, he's still around, right? No. Oh, I think he finally, you know, passed on. Oh, I worry about Mel King Brooks. Of King of
0: cutdowns. Yeah, I hope that Mel Brooks... Mel Brooks has, is still... He's lost a lot in his life. Very much alive. What has he lost? Well, he lost his wife and his best friend. Did he? I haven't been keeping up with... Um...
1: Oh, you, know, you don't know about him and Rob Reiner, or Carl Reiner, rather? He oh, and Carl Reiner. He, they were Carl good... Reiner would come to his house every night, and they'd watch Jeopardy on TV trays together. Really? yeah it's really sweet and and then he passed away recently oh and his wife his beautiful wife died you know a few years ago yeah um whew, she was a dish you know mrs robinson sure mm-hmm. yeah mm. benjamin we're <laughs> <laughs> gonna make, make, make that noise <laughs> 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 That's such a good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> One of the classics. It's classic. It's Mike Nichols. Um, and so I've got an app I'll talk about next time, but uh, I should go back to bed now.
0: Uh, how well, are you, you doing over take there? Take a you nap, right? you
1: know, just take... take Rub as- a hot towel around my head? Yeah. 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 I don't know what I'll do. I'm going to do some more 3D printing.
0: Um... And, and have it, you printed anything recently that we should talk about?
1: Yeah, I got a new 3D printer. I've talked about in other places, and so I'm printing stuff fast and big, 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 big. Yeah. Today, so, yeah, I'm, I'm as I'm still like uh, kind of getting used to week one of having this printer. Uh, right now, I'm I'm doing some 3D printer specific things. Like, mm. <clears throat> I also got something called an AMS, an automatic material system, which lets four spools of filament be used at one time. So, boy, is that more you know, for,
0: for creating a specific? color or
1: something is that uh, that's a really good question actually you, you've thought about that um, kind of really better to think of it as like now imagine that in one print job on one plate you could have used four different colors for different colored things or for for example let's say the way you think of something that looks painted that could be made of four different filaments at different times it's mm-hmm. a little tricky but my main reason is practical which is it's just cool that I don't have to change the filament as often and oh, I can leave right. it print leave it printing overnight to do stuff. Um, you know, cause really then time becomes your ally for things like that. Mm, mm-hmm. As long as it doesn't make a giant afro of plastic fuzz, Whew, I, I made a, I made a wizard the other day and something went wrong and he, came, he became an Afro fuzz <laughs> tangle. It was really, it was really sad. I came in in the morning and it was, it was like something, something bad happened here last night. Mm. This, this wizard never had a chance.
0: And it doesn't there's no way for these machines to sort of know that they've gone wrong, right? Like they just keep going because In some
1: cases, yes. As far as something like Super Haywire, not really. It'll keep doing its best. Yeah. Kind of like in idiocracy where there's that Roomba like thing that keeps all it does is just keep cleaning that one space right. back and forth. <laughs> right. Um but no, it's this 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 new one is bananas yeah it's absolutely yeah yeah i talked about it everywhere but here it's incredible but um anyways uh i'll do that and today's tuesday it's the optimistic day do you have anything else you you wanted to tell people about oh let me just mention this app that uh i think it was the uh, messaging Usually, dan Blondell told me about which is called fs notes and it's
0: i talked to i use fs notes 24 7 we've now talked, yeah we talked about it oh uh, did you know it integrates with git yeah of course i did that it's a really good out i got the thing that's where I, yeah but i'm you, merlin man when you say titles that's what i'm typing I them into. oh and i still do that in drafts
1: okay well anyway um great yeah. okay? are you gonna be okay yeah i'm solid all right so can we leave now yes okay um let's button this up i love you love you too merlin man